Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1038 of our trek, and it is time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on with this trek called life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer our questions that you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask Dad or Gramps questions about life in many areas. Understanding ourselves better and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This can be achieved by utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. The tool that we refer to as the Enneagram is a circle with nine interconnected points. Enia refers to nine, and Graham referring to a drawing. Check out today or a prior week's wisdom journal for a representation of it. Since many people attempt to set goals at the beginning of the year, I have included a fun Enneagram goal-setting guide in today's notes. It does a good job of representing how each type handles their goals from a humorous perspective. For additional insights, I do recommend a book called The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabell. It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian perspective. We have concluded our deep dive into the nine personality types, which are the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Eight weeks ago, we began a series of episodes on the type combinations, What are the potential relationship benefits and issues with each combination? Covering all 45 different potential type combinations will take us 15 weeks, but we'll be valuable in understanding each other, regardless of what type you are and what type those whom you interact with each day. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would also recommend reading the Wisdom Journal for each Friday and see the diagrams that are presented each week. As helpful as the Enneagram is, though, keep in mind that it is still only a tool. It cannot replace nor usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. We are responsible for all the decisions and actions that we make in life, and they must be in harmony with God's precepts. But our question for the next several weeks will be, Hey Gramps, why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So let's jump right in with the Enneagram type combinations, and today we'll first look at the Enneagram type 4, the individualist, with the Enneagram type 4, the individualist. What each type brings to the relationship. As with all double type relationship, two fours generally bring the same qualities to each other. Thus, the level of health of each person is especially important for these type of relationships as they are dominant instincts. Double four pairs generally make good friends, and deep friendship is often something to bring to their intimate relationships. Fours often feel misunderstood, yet feel a special bond understanding the other fours. 
They share stories of their childhood traumas, their private dreams, and their disappointments. Both types are openly emotional and sensitive to the needs of others. Both are looking for adequate mirroring, and in the double-four relationship, they have a real possibility of finding it. Because each person in a double-four couple is so attuned to their own emotions, there is a great deal of sensitivity and respect for individuality and for each other's emotional needs. They have the ability to laugh at themselves and find amusement with each other in the dark loneliness of childhood and adolescence. They are not put off by unearthing deep psychological and personal issues. Both are encouraging of the artistic and creative efforts of the other and find it easy to communicate about the most private and intimate issues as they arise. They feel that their relationship is a truly safe place where the other is on a similar emotional wavelength. Both feel less alone and less like something is wrong with them personally. Both double fours are highly romantic and idealistic as a couple and their intimacy has the potential to grow to grand passion of virtually operatic proportions. Emotional up and downs, hopes and disappointments, elation and despair tend to make this couple more focused on itself than on practical life, child raising, or their careers. Enormous candor, deep friendship, and for the unique history and emotional needs of the others would be hallmarks of this relationship. But because both are so emotional, what are the potential trouble spots or issues? Emotional instability of the relationship itself is the main potential problem with a double-four intimate couple. Each person can be self-absorbed and excruciatingly aware of what he or she is getting or not getting in the relationship. Both want to be the focus of attention regarding emotional issues. Both want special handling and insist on having their special needs and they can resent the other for demanding the same for themselves. Both long for the ideal mate, and the feeling that no one has found it can alternate between depression and other reactions when expectations become disappointments. They can get into a who's damaged more contest and form a negative competition. Both are more or less secretly looking for a rescuer and can get lost in the morass of emotional drama even if they do find one. For all their potential sensitivity, force also tend to withdraw from others and to withhold their attention and affection when they have conflict with someone. Fours have a profound lack of trust in others, and this lack of trust can extend even to their intimate partner. A period of testing will invariably happen that may be too much for the other four to bear. They can be annoyed with the other's quirks and sensitivities and unacknowledged demands. They can be intolerant of the other, making each walk on eggshells, ironically, making it difficult to bring up certain issues with the other. Double fours can also become moody and incommutative. They can become passive-aggressive and disdainful, actually hating the very person that they have been so passionately in love with. Rejecting the other or feeling rejected can alternate from both parties. Arguments can spiral out of control and hurtful things can get said until reconciliation becomes very difficult, if not impossible. Once certain things are said, in the heat of the moment, they can never be taken back. Permanent damage is done to the feeling of trust and safety and to the future of the relationship. Once hope in the relationship dies, it is very difficult to resuscitate. So now let's move on with the next type combination, the Enneagram Type 4, the Individualist, with the Enneagram Type 5, the Investigator. What each type brings to the relationship. Both types can bring certain richness and special qualities of aspects of human development. 
Four brings an artistic and emotional temperament, the habit of introspection and sensitivity to feelings in themselves and others. Both types tend to be private and like depth, and they do not mind taking time to explore things deeply and to savor the richness of their own experiences. Enneagram 4s and 5s may well have different interests, but they appreciate the different perspectives and respect the other's intensity and commitment to following their own feelings and interests. Fives bring an inquiring intellectual temperament, the habit of asking questions and end up being interested in a wide variety of things and be willing to break with old conventions. Fours contribute an appreciation for aesthetics and the effect that ideas and discoveries have on people. Feelings and unconscious processes are powerful and are not to be taken lightly. Both types can be extremely creative and both love to share their findings with the other, making stimulating, wide-ranging conversation and open communication a hallmark of the 4-5 relationship. And this can be both in the intensity of their conversation and the sincere interest that they bring to listening to each other. Each of these two types brings a noteworthy sense of humor and love of the bizarre and the outlandish that can give a relationship a quirky and a unique character of its own. This is often because they both share an outsider status. Fives draw fours out by showing them the other worlds and the other perspectives with depth that the fours really do like. Fours help the fives stay in contact with their own personal self and feelings. They have a mutual tolerance for whatever the other comes up with and neither are easily shocked. They generally find each other stimulating and are tolerant of each other's idiosyncrasies. Both inspire creativity in the other and give permission to the other to be themselves and to follow their own inspirations. And with the type combination of the four and the five, what are the potential spots or issues? The greatest area of discord between the four or five pairing is that fours are emotional types and tend to push more for contact and intimacy, sometimes becoming overly demanding. Whereas fives are thinking types and tend to push for more detachment and space in a relationship, sometimes becoming more reclusive and private. Fours can experience fives as being too intellectual and feel that the fives are analyzing them rather than sympathizing with their emotional needs and states. They can also feel that fives are unavailable and detached, uncaring and unresponsive to the needs of their relationship. Fours feel that they can be impractical and take too long to respond when a situation calls for action. On the other hand, five sees fours as a bottomless pit of emotional needs who drain their time and energy. Fives also feel that fours emotionally reflect the lack of rationality or is a sign of immaturity that seems to be potentially dangerous and out of control. Fours in their lower levels do not seem safe because of their apparent instability. Fours tend to be easily frustrated with the quality of attention that they get from fives, since fives can be preoccupied in their mental world and not with the relationship. Thus, they tend to provoke the fives until they get a response. Fours need to appreciate the minimalist emotional style of the fives, while fives need to appreciate the fours' depth of feelings. Romantic relationships can become very intense quickly and also combust. Usually, the five retreats first, feeling overwhelmed by the four's escalation of needs and demands. Of course, the five's withdrawal triggers more clinging and neediness in the fours, more demands and more endless analysis of the relationship itself. Emotional florid reactions, confronting emotional detachment and rational analysis quickly get to an impasse that may spiral into a breakup. 
And next, let's move on to the next type combination. And this is the Enneagram Type 4, the Individualist, with the Enneagram Type 6, the Loyalist. What each type brings to the relationship. Both the Enneagram 4s and 6s have many natural affinities for each other, especially since both are highly emotional and often feel insecure around people. Both tend to have strong, immediate feelings and to act on their unconscious hunches or intuitions. Six often misidentify themselves initially as fours because of the traits that they actually have in common. These very traits can also be ones that they bring into the relationship, enabling them to have an unusual degree of empathy and tolerance for each other. In short, fours and six can bring to each other the feeling that they are kindred souls, connected by the feelings of abandonment and certain distrust of others. They may feel like orphans in the storm, who offer mutual support and reassurance. Rather than energize each other when they are healthy, fours and sixes tend to support and stabilize each other, usually acting as a sounding board for worries and complaints that they feel that they cannot air anywhere else. Fours bring sensitivity, sensuality, and the ability to express emotions openly, including the feelings that sixes themselves do not know how to express. Fours talk about their inner lives, again, something that sixes often need to learn. Sixes bring hard work, perspective, practicality, loyalty, and concern with security to the relationship. They are also often warm and unpredictably playful, and able to break through whatever gloom and self-absorption fours periodically fall into. Fours give sixes the sense that they are needed, helping to give the sixes more confidence and the ability to cope with things. Sixes like being practical, and they often provide fours with a platform of some kind to develop their creativity as well as the time and support that they need to work through their emotional issues. This combination creates steadiness and daring, balancing the ability to fill in the gaps for each other, both in their own development and in practical affairs. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues for the Enneagram Type 4 with the Enneagram Type 6? As noted above, both fours and sixes have issues with feelings of abandonment. Both types in their lower levels tend to be emotionally reactive, critical of others, pessimistic, and can easily feel overwhelmed. While they may not often talk about it, they may test each other's in various ways in an attempt to discover how loyal the other will be to them. Both types may also begin to subtly withdraw attention and affection from the other as a way of defending against the hurt of potential abandonment, should it occur. But in this, both types have the tendency to create self-fulfilling prophecy in which their fears and reactions bring about the very thing that they are consciously trying to avoid. Both types can become codependent, and their reliance on each other may not result in the development for either. Fours do not automatically become more practical, and sixes do not become more insightful about themselves. Another potential trouble spot for fours and sixes lies in the area of change and tolerance for change. Generally, fours are more interested in self-exploration and self-development, and they become more adventurous in their tastes and in what they allow themselves to think and to experience. Sixes tend to be more conservative and resistant to change and to personal exploration, making for potential conflict with the fours who may feel that the sixes are holding them back and stifling their creativity and development. Both can become pessimistic and self-doubting, glooming and mistrustful of others. The complaints that fours typically have with sixes is that they are not free-spirited or romantic enough, 
Whereas the sixes complain about the fours is that they are too undependable and act too much on their whims and not emotionally stable enough. Both types are reactive and conflicts can escalate quickly. Misunderstandings can lead to projections and massive overreactions. That covers the ninth group of three for a total of 27 out of 45 possible type combinations. We will continue each week to look at three additional combinations as we work our way through all the numbers. Regardless of your personality type and the personality type of those whom you interact with either in person or online, we must follow God's word as we are told in John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And also in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. We will continue to explore type combinations and how best to maintain a meaningful and productive relationships with each other. The information that we discover will allow you to unlock who you are as you travel on your truck of life and discover more about yourself and others as we all impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on those most important areas of life. So I encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,037 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this truck of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.